Good morning, guys. Welcome to Men's Roundtable. Glad you're with us. You know, we hadn't done a check-in in a while, and I have to do this morning as we're starting uh, in the new year and in, in the new series and underway of Joshua into the Promised Land. Guys, I just want to remind you of uh, the importance. Two books, the journal and your Bible. I hope you've got them both with you this morning. As uh, Phil comes to us live from Fairhope this morning, Phil uh, is there with a couple of guys on his patio. Jeff is in the control center. Guys, uh, if you have not downloaded today's uh, um, handout, please do. That's the other piece I needed to show, the handout. Guys, it's on the link just above the uh, Zoom link. Um, we are so indebted. Uh, I say we the group of men of Roundtable are so indebted to Jeff, Jeff, and Chris for the dedication that they do each week in putting this together. Amen. Uh, after our meeting in Ceasefire last week, I spoke about that and uh, was telling uh, Jeff Cook how seamlessly he operates and seems to maneuver through the pages as uh, Phil brings the message to us. What a blessing he is to us. And did not mention Chris. Uh, Chris had a little computer crash last week or this week and uh, was unable to do the full version of the handout. Chris, brother, uh, the struggle is real. Uh, as I said in the email this morning, the enemy is opposed to all things that are good in God's eyes. And I believe this is one of those. So next week, we'll hit it again. The handout will have uh, the Bible verses and everything else along with it this week has the blanks for you to fill in as Phil leads us. Guys, uh, let me open this with a word of prayer and let's get started. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you for the opportunity of joining in through the technology. And thank you for Jeff and Jeff and Chris as they put us together and prepare us by giving a handout and providing the information for us to, to feed upon this morning. Thank you so much for Phil, for his dedication, for his continued weekly uh, teachings of the round table. Lord, we do all of this because we know you're God, supreme among all those that live here on earth. While we may be distracted by news and radio and reports, may our eyes be focused upon you. May we continue to seek you in all that we do in all of our days. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Can you hear me, Jeff? Yep. Am I good? You're good. good to go. All right. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for the introduction. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, so glad to be with you through the um, uh, modality of Zoom. Um, so um, I am uh, here uh, in front of the fireplace, and I am so grateful for this fireplace this morning because uh, it is about uh, 40 degrees down here with the wind. Um, it feels like it's uh, uh, 30 or below. I, I saw wind chill factors this morning down in the 20s um, in uh, Alabama. So it's uh, cold in Alabama this morning. Uh, but glad to be with you and um, glad that you've tuned in. I'm excited uh, um, to share with you uh, what we have in store this morning. And I want to offer you a song. I'm I'm uh, particularly excited about this song. Uh, it's very familiar uh, to those of you who have been to Deer Camp because for years we have used this song um, 
as um, the ending uh, of the weekend. And I, I, I don't think that I've ever played it uh, at uh, Men's Roundtable. Um, so um, kind of a special morning. Um, and um, I hope it'll bring back good memories to everybody who's been to Deer Camp and heard this song on Sunday morning as we close. But I just want to uh, read the chorus to you um, before we listen to the song. Um, as you listen to the song, it, it, it's truly um, a song, um, a, a country song that tells a great story. I mean, the story is rich. So listen to the words. It's uh, by Brooks and Dunn. But uh, it tells the, the story of old man uh, Wrigley. And the, the last part of it is so much about his um, enjoyment uh, and nurture of his own life from the Bible. Now listen to this, uh, the last part of the song. I can't quote the book, the chapter, or the verse. You can't tell me it all ends in a slow ride in a hearse. You know, I'm more and more convinced the longer that I live, yeah, this can't be, no, this can't be, no, this can't be all there is. When I raise my hands and bow my head, I'm finding more and more truth in the words written in red. They tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see, I believe. Wow. May you hear the voice of God and may open our hearts to what he has for us this morning. Believe by Brooks and Dunn. When you came to Deer Camp, had you heard this song before? Yeah. Isn't it a great story? I mean, I, I mean, many, many a time I've been on, on that deck and, and just down the street where I grew up. Mama used to send me over with things. We struck a friendship up. It's been a few long summers out on his old porch swing. in the war, went in the Navy, lost his wife, lost his baby, broke down and asked him one time, how you keep from going crazy, he said, I see my wife and son in just a little while, I asked him what he meant, he looked at me and smiled. Said I raise my hands, bow my head, finding more and more truth in the words written in red. They tell me that there's more to life than just what I can see. later I was off at college talking to mom on the phone one night getting all caught up on the gossip the ins and outs of the small town life she said oh by the way son mm, old man Wrigley's died 
later on that night I laid there thinking back Thought about a couple long lost summers I didn't know whether to cry that There was ever anybody Deserved a ticket to the other side It'd be that sweet old man Who looked me in the eye Said I raised my hands Bow my head Finding more and more truth In the words written in red They tell me that there's more to life Than just what I could see the book the chapter or the verse you can't tell me it all ends in a slow ride in a hearse you know I'm more and more convinced the longer that I live yeah this can't be no this can't be no this can't be I believe. Um, well, um, I was just telling Chris, Chris Causey's here on the patio with me, and uh, I have listened to that song and cried my way through it because of the context of being at uh, Deer Camp at our men's coaching weekend, and the words are so powerful, the context of having experienced an incredible weekend with God moving in the hearts of men, uh, and, and just that visual. So, uh, um powerful song uh opened it um i hope it's opened your heart uh to what god has for us today and in um all the days of our life be on the alert stand firm in your faith act like men be strong the words from first corinthians 16 13 joshua take the land be the man we continue follow with me as i read our introductory paragraph the book of Joshua is the book of conquest. The battlefield is Canaan, and it is where God keeps his promise that he made with Abraham. In this study, 
we will use the land possessed by Joshua and the people of Israel as a metaphor to understand how we take possession of what it means to be a Christian man. We will examine 10 issues that men face every day. Each day is a battle to be faced with courage, strength, and faith. You must be courageous, will you? And so this morning, um, we continue to look at uh, one of 10, uh, identity, um, a call to action. So pick up your pen. Let's go to work. I have three questions for you. First question, what book has influenced you most? What book? Um, you know, Jesus said, if you follow me, I will make you disciples. Uh, the word disciple means learner. Um, it's like, I'll make you learners. Um, and I, I believe to be a learner is to be a reader. Um, I have always uh, loved reading. And I understand that uh, some guys, some of you, reading is really hard. Um, and um, I, I feel sorry for you. <laughs> Uh, because I, I find so much pleasure uh, in reading. And, you know, of course, that question is, is, uh, is a leading question. What book has influenced you most? You know, of course, Squirrel. You know, uh, obviously the inferred uh, book uh, answer, the inferred answer to that question would be the Bible. Um, but, you know, um, as much as the Bible has influenced me, you know, the books that have changed my life and been such a guide for me are biographies of great men. I, I have loved reading biographies of great men since I was in third grade. I still remember uh, marching down the hall in line with all of my classmates to the library. You had to go down the hall and kind of up these steps, uh, about five steps in our uh, elementary school, and then you went down the hall uh, at the top of the steps, and, and the library was on the left. And I remember discovering uh, the great biographies of, of, uh, of, um, of men uh, who had founded our country and, were, and became my heroes, and it opened up a whole another world uh, to me. So um, books that we read um, can influence us, so we need to be a reader. And and uh, my, my hope is, is that you will fall in love with the scriptures, the book. And I would make Joshua uh, a book that you would study as we're going through this series, that you would sit down and read through the whole book of Joshua uh, in one sitting, study it well, um, and um, begin to hear the voice of God uh, through the books. So second, second question I'd ask you, what role is most challenging to you today? What role? You know, we have so many roles that we have. We are sons to our, um, our fathers. We are uh, fathers to our sons and daughters. We are uh, husbands to our wife. We're employers to our employees. We're employees to our employer. Um, Joe was just telling me uh, that, you know, things are going uh, well uh, in, in his business right now. 
I'm so grateful for that because I've known my dear brother, Joe, for a long time. And uh, I've watched him ride the roller coaster of construction. Uh, if you're in the construction business, as we were talking earlier, uh, you, you ride roller coasters for a living. <laughs> you're uh, up and down all around. Um, but we all have roles. Identify what role is most challenging to you right now. I sat um, with a, a person just this week that is uh, found a new role. Um, her mother just died. And so she is the executor of her estate. And she's sitting in my office because it's like, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this. And I know my dear brother, Chris, he can identify with this because he found himself in that role. It's like, okay, so... I'm now the executor of my dad's estate. What does that mean? What does that look like? And all of a sudden, you know, you're sorting through boxes and papers and talking to attorneys and accountants. And it's just like, wow, nobody trained me to do this. You just kind of figure it out on your own uh, as you go. So we have different roles. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, partially this morning as well. Third question. What, uh, will you declare your allegiance to Jesus today? To whom do you give your heart today? And, I, and guys, I, I truly believe that it is a daily um, declaration that we need to make today. I, I, oftentimes, often, I start out in my journaling, um, today, I declare uh, my allegiance to you, Jesus. I, I'll write it in different forms. But uh, if you read my journal, it's like today, I'm here, Lord, showing up for duty. And um, I think that is a healthy uh, exercise of just one day at a time, daily. Uh, I can't live on yesterday. Uh, certainly don't want to live on tomorrow. I, I, I want to live today. It's all, all I expect God to give me is the manna that I need for today. I will declare my allegiance today. So let's dig in. This idea of identity, a call to action. So uh, once again, we look at uh, Joshua as our uh, case study, and he points us toward manhood. So turn over to Joshua chapter one. I love this passage. Uh, again, I commend it to your meditation um, and uh, to, to your memory work. Memorize this passage. So we begin. This would be our daily marching orders. Joshua one, starting with verse six. Strength, courage, you are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. And as we've talked about, I mean, that could easily be today. You're going to lead. Will you lead? Will you lead? Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you. Every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or right so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the Revelation be out of mind. 
ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you? Strength, courage, don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God is with you every step you take. Guys, I, I mean, is there anything any better than that to read every day? I mean, where would we all be if we read that every day, meditated it on it every day, and lived that out? I mean, I think that's pretty much it right there. It's what a godly man looks like. Start every day. And then, and then I, I love this, as we've read uh, consistently, and we'll continue to read consistently, the very end of Joshua. Joshua 24, look at verse 15. I love this. Can't get enough of this. Um, and he says to the people, if you decide that it's a bad thing to worship God, then choose a God you'd rather serve and do it today. Choose one of the gods your ancestors worshiped from the country beyond the river. And, of course, the, 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 the um, implicit message of that is, and so how'd that work out for them? You know, they spent 40 years in the wilderness trying to overcome their foolishness. Or one of the gods of the Amorites on whose land you're now living. How's that worked out for them? Not too good. But then this is what I love. As for me and my family, we'll worship God. You know, again, I, I hear the crazy words of Henry Ford. You know, you can have any color car you want as long as it's black. And it's like basically Joshua saying the same thing. Like, you know, you can worship any God you want. But it's only the God of heaven and earth. Jesus is the only one that really works. And, and you know, freshly, let's anchor ourselves in him today. So digging into this, a call to action every day, a call to action and part of this idea of a call to action is committed to the book, committed to the book. Um, we've looked at how Joshua was groomed, was mentored, was discipled, and coached um, by Moses. And so much of, of his preparation Joshua's preparation was watching Moses write the book. Moses wrote the book. Now, look at Exodus 17 with me. Exodus 17. Verse, verse 14. God said to Moses, write this up as a reminder to Joshua to keep it before him because I will most certainly wipe the very memory of Amalek off the face of the earth. So Moses built an altar and named it God, my banner. And he said, salute God's rule, God at war with Amalek always and forever. But one of the first things that uh, Joshua saw Moses doing was writing in the book, writing in the book, writing in the book. Well, what if we all had fathers that we had seen our fathers writing in his journal? You guys who are grandfathers, may your grandchildren see you writing the book. Now, of course, the book is the Bible. And, and most importantly, 
um, that uh, we are reading the book, reading the book. And that's what Joshua was trained in, that he watched Moses write the book. And then turn over with me to Deuteronomy uh, 31. Um, in Deuteronomy 31, in, um, in verses 9 through 13, this is what we read. Moses wrote out this revelation, and he gave it to the priests, the sons of Levi, who called, who carried the chest of the covenant of God into all the leaders of Israel. And he gave these orders. At the end of every seven years, the year all debts are canceled, during the pilgrim festival of booths, when everyone in Israel comes to appear in the presence of God, your God, at the place he designates, read out this revelation to all Israel with everyone listening. I mean, hearing the word of God read on a regular basis was part of the life of God's people. Gather the people together, men, women, children, and the foreigners living among you so they can listen well, so they may learn to live in holy awe before God, your God, and diligently keep everything in this revelation. And do this so that their children who don't yet know all this, will also listen and learn to live in holy awe before God, your God, for as long as you live on the land that you're crossing over the Jordan to possess. Hearing the word of God, listening to the word of God. Um, one, of the, one of the biographies uh, that has influenced me greatly um, is the uh, biography of George Whitfield. And George Whitfield uh, was the Billy Graham of his day. Uh, I mean, uh, he was the most famous man in all of America when our founding fathers were writing the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and all that. I mean, he was the celebrity. He, he rode hundreds of miles uh, preaching, and he could preach to 25,000, 30,000 uh, because God had given him this booming voice. I mean, this was obviously no microphones, no speakers, any of that. And so much of uh, where we are as, as a country, uh, have been for 200 years, um, is because of the preaching and teaching of George Whitfield, the, the, the hearing of God's word. And man, are we not in a hungry need for that now? And, you know, uh, I certainly can't predict what God's going to do in our country overall, but, but, I, but I know that as, as far as me, as far as you, I hope that we get up every morning and we feed from God's word, that we love his word, that that's what we can do. Make sure we are feasting on his word. And that idea, again, as, as Joshua is, is our model is write it down, write it down, write down uh, God's word, rewrite God's word, write God's word, write your own um, journaling of what God's doing. I want to, uh, I wanted to just read something to you um, that I wrote in my journal um, several months ago, and I'm reading it to you because I'm, I'm headed up to Ebenezer Place uh, 
from Fairhope. Chris and I are getting in my car and, and riding up there, and we've got our men's coaching weekend this weekend, uh, leadership weekend, alumni weekend, and uh, it's really a great time of uh, celebrating what God is doing and um, uh, in, in many ways looking to the future and creating vision. Where do we want to be? And um, this is what I wrote. I, I want to share with you. Write it down. Write it down. And this is what I wrote on a Saturday morning um, at Deer Camp um, several months ago. Dear Lord, wow. Another men's coaching weekend. Thank you, God. God, my Father, I am so grateful that you have gifted me with the ability to set an environment of healing for men who hunger for intimacy and healing. May you do a work in the hearts of men this morning and the rest of the weekend. I am simply grateful for this place and the gathering of men. I am content. I desire healing for these men and myself. Do your work in and through them. And what I'm most afraid of, I fear losing this, not being able to do this. Thank you, God. Um, guys, um, I, you know, I, I don't know all that my life is about, and I don't know what, um, you know, my legacy will be uh, when I die. And, you know, we're going to celebrate uh, Tim Atkinson uh, here in, in a few weeks. And um, I think thinking about our legacy is important. But certainly, I want my legacy uh, to be uh, that I pointed men to Jesus and that that's what you can say about me and that your family and grandsons and grandchildren can say about you. They pointed us to Jesus. Write it down. And then what God tells um, Joshua, of course, in that Joshua 1 passage, is he tells him to read it. Read the book. Read the book. Talk about it. Talk about what you're learning. Meditate. Think on it. Chew it up. Meditate and then do it. Talk about it, meditate on it, do it. But guys, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't want this just to be, a, I don't know, some Sunday school class. Uh, those Sunday school classes are great. I'm not, but I mean, it's just, I mean, what I mean by that is just, just easy. Okay. Yeah. I went to Sunday school, and, you know, they're talking about some good stuff and I go home and eat some fried chicken and take my afternoon nap. And there, there it is. No, guys, I, this, is like, this is like real. It's like get up in the morning, read God's word, write God's word, write your own story, write your life. Talk about what you're learning. Meditate on it. Do it. Do it. And this idea of God's word is the idea of stand the standard for life. It's like, I don't measure my life by what other people are doing. Well, you know, everybody in Fairhope does this, or, or everybody in Jackson does this, or everybody in Mississippi does, or everybody in our country is doing this. I don't, you know, I don't really care. 
as for me and my house, my standard for life is what God's called me to do. And I do it as best I know how. And, and that's what God was telling Joshua. The standard for life, Joshua, is to be all the words that Moses wrote down in the book. Uh, don't look at all the Amorites, the Mosquito Bites, and the Jebusites, and the Aborites, and whatever. Look at what God is telling in his book that Moses wrote down, and that Moses taught you. Um, write it down. Read it. And stand on the word of God. Um, I want to show you a clip that um, I hope inspires you. It's uh, a clip out of Gladiator, and, and Maximus is getting ready to lead the soldiers into battle against the barbarian horde. And I want you to listen to this. Maximus says something right at the end of this clip that you need to hear. It's like daily orders as we begin to walk through the day. Watch this. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. Strength and honor. At my signal, unleash hell. crops. Imagine where you will be, and it will be so. Hold the line. Stay with me. If you find yourself alone, riding in green fields with the sun on your face, do not be troubled, for you are in Elysium, and you're already dead. <laughs> Brothers, what we do in life echoes in eternity. There we go. All right, you hear me? Yep, yep. Wow, gentlemen, what a visual. What a visual. I mean, if we could only see the battle that we face every morning as graphic and as clearly as if we were Roman soldiers getting ready to fight the barbarian hordes. 
it doesn't look like that. I, I mean, it's like I'm in beautiful Fairhope. I mean, there's nothing bad going to happen. No. The reality is the spiritual forces against me look more like that clip from Gladiator than, I, than what I see with my eyes. I am being attacked, and I'm at war. And what Maximus says there at the end of that clip, I love, what we do in life echoes in eternity. It matters. It matters how I walk through the day. I can make an impact, but I've got to proclaim my identity to follow Jesus. It's a call to action. I want you to look at just your roles. So I get up every morning, and part of what I'm checking off, in a sense, are my roles. Now, this is a tricky word because um, roles can also be part of our false self. I can get into role playing, and, and, and then in, th in that sense, that's a negative way to look at roles. I don't want to be identified by my roles that promotes my false self. But in a very real sense, I have different roles. For example, uh, James chapter, uh, uh, chapter 4, I think it is, says, let, let not many become teachers. Let not many become leaders because they have a greater responsibility. Uh, uh, I am a leader. Uh, I'm not the best leader. I'm not nearly as good a leader as I wish I was. But I take that very serious. I have failed as a leader, and I have watched men who have put their trust in me uh, be broken because of my failure. And that, that, that's one of the most uh, severe pains of my life, for sure. And one of my fears in my life at this season of my life is that I would not finish well. And Carla and I talk about this often. Um, we want to finish well. And we've been at this um, walking with God thing long enough to where we have seen uh, mentors and teachers and, and men and women that we have respected greatly um, that have been taken out by the enemy, that they have not finished well. Um, and it is a real fear in my life. I don't want to fail at walking with God. Uh, and so a role as a leader, I take very serious. Our, the different roles that we have, if you've got your hand out, you can look. Son, there's no greater joy than to feel completely loved as a child. And I'm the beloved son of God. My, my allegiance is to my heavenly father. But at the same time, I am a son to a father. My dad just celebrated his 93rd birthday. I call him every Sunday morning, Papa. And Papa and I talk. And I, and I want to love him um, until God uh, takes him home. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I am in constant learner, learner mode. Uh, I, just, I just discovered a whole nother avenue of learning that I'm so excited about, about uh, Dr. Jim Wilder, uh, who's doing a lot of brain research for the church and how men are transformed. And you're going to hear me talking more about this. And, and my good friend, Billy Mink, is the one who discovered it. And Billy's a learner. And he and I have shared for years things that we're learning 
that help us to be disciples. And friend, I mean, how cool is it to have friends that love you and care for you and you are a friend and you have friends and you live in community? That's what we talk about. My good friend, Chris Causey, uh, is sitting here froze to death this morning uh, with me. I mean, what in, in John 15, 15 says, what greater love, no greater love does any man have than to lay his life down for another. Guys who will get in the foxhole with you, fight for you, fight with you. And man, how sad it is at the number of men through the years that I've talked to that have no friends. They have no friends. I mean, that's real. The idea of the role of servant, the, the desire to actually help others, uh, knowing of people who are in need, and you see your role as a servant of Christ, um, very real. Temple, that you're the temple of God. That's a role. It's like take care of yourself. Uh, you know, to abuse your body, to treat your body uh, poorly is, is to mistreat the temple of God as a believer. And, and then even your role as a vessel. What, what if every person that you came in contact with that that was their only hope of hearing about Jesus, that you're the vessel that God has put in their life. I take that role serious. I mean, I'm not the, I, I don't consider myself, you know, like an evangelist evangelist, you know, but I consider myself a, a, a friendly person. Everybody I, that I come in contact with, I want them to feel welcomed into my presence. I want to them to feel the warmth of Jesus. I can be kind. I can be interested in them. Um, and I mean, I mean, it's crazy. I go into a restaurant and I, I went into the, uh, Ron and I had breakfast last Wednesday or last Thursday after round table. And the little gal that is our waitress, she came up and she gave me a hug because she hadn't seen me in several weeks. I mean, it's just developing relationships with people. I'm a vessel of Christ. And then this idea of taking um, our charge seriously. Every day that I get up, I believe that I'm charged, uh, that I am ordered, that I'm called to action, that my identity is one in which I declare my allegiance to Jesus every day, every day. And, if, and you know, think about it. Think about it. If you and I took that serious, and we really saw ourselves being uh, called to action, just like Maximus riding down the lines of the Roman soldiers. What would it be like if we said, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, I'm here. And then we started engaging our wife, our children, um, our clients, our employer, our employees. It would be a different paradigm, would it not? because I'm really called to allegiance of Jesus and everybody else is I'm just living out my orders that I received early, uh, earlier in the day from Jesus. I'm called to action. So along with those roles, it is important that we feel loved. This idea 
if we're going to be men of God, then it is important that we feel and believe that we're loved. And this is part of the, of the uh, new research that I'm reading from, again, Dr. Jim Wilder, that I want to share more with you in coming weeks as I get a chance to read more. But we must experience the love of Jesus. I've got to feel love in order to believe that I'm loved. And I, and I think in, in many ways, and, and I've been guilty of this myself uh, years ago, I'm just teaching that God loves me, but not creating environments to where guys can feel loved. I mean, I, I think that's one of the transformative elements of our men's coaching weekends is that men are put in an environment before four things happen. Now, now this is not in your notes, but, but I just invite you to write this down. Four things in order to feel loved. I've got to be seen. I've got to be in a soothing uh, environment or a calming environment would, would be uh, appropriate. I've got to feel safe and I've got to feel secure. That's secure attachment. Seen, soothe, safe, secure. Four S's. Seen, soothe, or calm, safe, secure. And when we get into deer camp, we get men together and we, we put them in an, in an environment to where we're going to see them. Welcome. Glad you're here. It's going to be calming. There's no chaos. Ebenezer Place. Uh, the, the, the winds of peace and calmness blow. It feels safe and it's secure, and men's lives are transformed. But I, I'm telling you guys, along with that, um, that idea of feeling and believing, to feel loved and believe that I'm loved is this idea is call to action every day, every day, every day. Now there in your notes, I've um, uh, gained some words from my good friend, Pat Morley. And, and as I said, I'm, we're using his book. And this is a declaration uh, that I've kind of adapted from, from Pat Morley's book. And I'm inviting you to sign it today. And I would invite you to sign it every day, every day. This would be like our marching orders. Listen to this, Heavenly Father, I am tired of weak, unsatisfying faith. I am weary of leading a divided life. I want to be so fully in Christ that others want to catch what I have. As a new creation, I long to know your love for me as a son, disciple, friend, servant, temple, vessel, and charge of the Holy Spirit. I want to experience and infectiously exhibit all the fruit of your spirit with all humility. So here today, I take my stand. My deepest desire is to follow Jesus. I belong to you. Will you sign that every day? Sign it today, every day? One of the things that we will do this weekend is that we will ask guys, this is our leadership alumni weekend, and I've, I've got a handout here that's got 10 items that we're gonna ask guys to sign as a leader in our men's coaching weekend. 
just like this declaration, it is an individual daily declaration. I am here. I've shown up on the battlefield and I'm ready to fight. Wow. Strong, courageous identity. I belong to God. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you so much for your word, um, for the model of Joshua. Help us to be men um, that fight for you and that are strong and courageous throughout the day. Thank you for our time this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Have a great day, guys. See you next week.